Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Diva Behavior, the podcast. I'm your host, Molly Mulshine, and we've got a current event-related episode this week. I mean, the biggest celebrity news story this week was Chris Pratt getting highly offended that people said he was the worst Hollywood Chris. I'm not making this up. He organized a street team to go out and defend his honor, all because of this Twitter trending topic. Someone tweeted, one of these Chris's has to go. Which one is it? With a photo of Chris Pratt, Chris Pine, Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth. The vast majority of respondees voted that Chris Pratt had to go, and most of them, their reasoning was that he's involved in Hillsong, which is a church that does not accept gay marriage or treat gay people or LGBT people the same as straight people. And the other reason is because people have speculated that he is a conservative-leaning person. So this is far from the first time that Chris Pratt has been roasted on the internet. I mean, it's sort of a given these days that he's just someone who people kind of like to mock a little bit. And it is because he started out as this sort of lovable everyman character on Parks and Recreation, and then he turned into this jacked Hollywood star who gets paid gazillions of dollars to be in blockbuster films. And as this controversy, I mean controversy is a strong word here because it's literally just tweets but as this story shows he has sort of lost his humor about himself which is what everybody feared when he got hot because you know that tends to happen sometimes so my guest this week to discuss all of this is jc Hendricks. jc is a friend of mine from the asbury park new jersey comedy scene we've known each other for years he runs a show a comedy show well at least before the pandemic he ran a comedy show called hags in Asbury Park and hopefully that will be coming back when things sort of get a little more back to normal. JC and I talk about a lot in this episode. We talk about how conservatives in Hollywood for some reason seem to think that they're some sort of victimized minority when it's not really the case. We talk about the victim complex that a lot of conservative stars have. I mean just today Jennifer Lawrence announced in a podcast that she actually voted for John McCain and she was a Republican until Trump got into office. And, you know, nobody really cares that much. It's half the country is conservative. Well, half the voters anyway. And a big chunk of the country obviously doesn't care because they don't vote. So it's just sort of a misconception that being conservative in Hollywood is going to damage your career in some way because a huge chunk of the movie ticket buying public and the TV watching public are conservative. So yeah, we talk about conservatives in Hollywood, whether or not super hot people can be funny. We talk about Chris Pratt's potential political future. We talk about how humans are so remarkably adaptable that when they get rich, they forget how to be freaking normal. So yeah, we really cover it all. Make sure you follow JC on Instagram. His name is at JC Hendricks, but the spelling of Hendricks is like with a CKS, not like Jimi Hendrix. And follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Molly Molshine. Rate and review 
Diva Behavior on Apple Podcasts. That would be super helpful. Send this episode to a friend if you think they'd like it. And send me some of your thoughts. Info at divabehavior.com. Enjoy the show. Some people think Diva is a diva to you. Would you say, are you one? I never said that. Diva Behavior. Great, uh, great gowns, beautiful gowns. Diva Behavior, the podcast. I'm here with JC Hendricks. JC, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, Molly, thank you so much for having me. It's it's really amazing to finally invite you to something because you have invited me onto your comedy show, Hags, in Asbury. And I've actually probably bombed like, you know, four out of five times for some reason. Oh, I think, I, I don't know. I think that's too generous with the bombs. I, <laughs> Okay, maybe three out of five, maybe like three and a half. So what are your general thoughts on Chris Pratt? They've changed. Parks and Rec, Chris, I feel like Chris Pratt had, his golden age was like Parks and Rec to like Jurassic Park. Because Parks and Rec, he was just like a chubby, lovable, you know, like you said, like guy next door, like lovable, fat, fat, like chubby guy character who had a heart of gold, but was just like an idiot. But like Hollywood. Which is like below average normal. Exactly. Yeah, he he wasn't cut, so he was like Hollywood show. Between I think the end of Parks and Rec and the the beginning of Jurassic Park, you didn't. No one really. I shouldn't say nobody, but like for the most part, like he just seemed just like a cool, likable guy. He when he hosted SNL for the first time, you could tell he was really nervous during his monologue, and that was endearing. And when he did the ice bucket challenge, it was like really goofy. And you know, when he got jacked for Guardians of the Galaxy, everyone was just kind of like, "Oh, all right, he's jacked. He's getting that Marvel Universe money now. He's getting the Jurassic Park money." good for him but then like after jurassic park when a lot of when certain aspects of his life started to come out now like the one chris has to go thing now i feel like he's kind of soiled all of that he has soiled it yeah and he did it quick too (laughs) like like he all of that goodwill he threw out almost instantly yeah so i think the turning point for me with chris pratt was when i found out and this is terrible, but whatever. I found out how Christian he was. I found out that he, one year on Easter, he did this thing where he carried a cross up a hill to mimic Jesus on Easter Sunday. And this was when he, this was post-Jurassic World when he, you know, is making all this Hollywood money. And I was just like, whoa, this guy is totally different from who I kind of thought he was. I, I see. I've never heard about that, but that is extreme. Because, like, if someone's religious, like, fine, great. You just assume, like, if someone's very religious, you're like, all right, this sort of, like, guides their life to an extent. Whatever. I personally am not religious. I don't care if someone is, as long as they're not using that as a way to put already oppressed people down, you know, and they're not using it to justify their other people's bad actions or whatever. But yeah, between hearing that and then knowing that he goes to, not, not just that he attends, but has publicly defended Hillsong Church, which is like exceptionally anti gay. Yeah. It is insane. Yeah. I guess what he said was that he their church opens the door for everybody and they helped him through his divorce, even though divorce is against what the Bible says. He said, despite what the Bible says about divorce, my church community was there for me every step of the way, never judging, just gracefully accompanying me on my walk. And it's like, yeah, well, because you're a movie star. 
Yeah. You're a very rich, like, extremely famous movie star. Of course, they're not going to be like, ooh, hey, Chris Pratt, you're getting divorced. Not today, pal. Next, Try next time. Yeah, they're not going to throw the book at Chris Pratt. Yeah. Also, uh, it's funny you mentioned, like, bring up his divorce reminds me, like, I also feel like he started to take a turn, not just once he got, like, jacked and rich, even though that, I feel like that definitely, like, you know, started the skid, but I feel like after him and Aunt Ferris got uh, divorced, that also was sort of, like, a catalyst for the Chris Pratt we're talking about now, and not, like, likable, like, affable, hot Chris Pratt that everybody liked. Right. It was like he was married to Anna Faris, which everyone loved because they were just a funny couple together. And it was yeah. sort of like she was the hot one. And he was like, he was still always really handsome. I don't like, you know, you know, yeah, it, he wasn't like a troll or anything. But then he when he got jacked, we were all so happy for him because we were like, you're getting like you said, you're getting that money and everything. But yeah, I think that was the turning point when it was like, oh yeah, you got that money and you got jacked and now you are moving on to greener pastures in your marriage. Like, no, you can't do all three of those things and keep the public on your side, I think. Yeah, I genuinely believe that when people, even if someone who isn't born wealthy, if I, I genuinely believe that some people, when they acquire a certain amount of wealth, by whatever means, say so for Chris Pratt becoming a big movie star, uh, when they become rich enough, like there there becomes a disconnect there. And I also feel like he got so used to everyone just being like, ah, look at Chris Pratt eating an ice cream or whatever, you know, or like he was on Jimmy Fallon uh, trying to guess the riff or whatever, you know, like I feel like he got so accustomed to everyone liking him that as soon as he got any kind of blowback at all, he was kind of like, no, 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 this isn't how it works. You guys love me. Guys, you love me. What are you talking? Why, why are you doing this to me? I don't deserve this. I'm Chris Pratt. Yeah. You know, and, and like, it's almost like, sorry, man, but especially now, especially with like social media being as like a big part of everyone's life as it is, stuff like this is fickle. People are fickle, especially with today's social climate the way it is. If you go to and defend an extremely anti gay church and you push and like you defend it in the sense of just like, well, they've always been nice to me, then like people don't have patience for that anymore. And that brings us to this week's controversy, which is just in case any anyone doesn't know. What happened was someone tweeted a photo of the four Hollywood Chrises, which is Chris Pratt, Chris Evans. God, I can never remember all the Hollywood Chrises. It's Evans, Chris Pratt, Pine. Chris Pine, and Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, yes. I almost said Chris D'Elia, but I was like, oh no, his time's, his time's gone. Oh yeah, <laughs> that ship sailed. But yeah, so it was the four of them and said, one of them has to go, which one? And everyone responded, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt. And Chris Pratt freaked out and he had his new wife, Katherine Schwarzenegger, and a bunch of his Marvel co-stars. So these are some of the richest people in the world yeah, but- taking time out of their day to be like, you guys are being mean. And it's like, okay... The people being mean are on Twitter, which is a toilet. It's a literal toilet. And I spend a big chunk of my day swirling around in that toilet. Like, I'm not saying it, yeah, with any malice. It's just a fact. I think, I guess the, the point that I'm trying to make 
is how does a comedian become that thin-skinned? Because what, I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? For a lot of people, part of comedy and being funny is like being self-deprecating. So for him to all of a sudden, but also like you're a celebrity in 2020, you have never been more available to the public and you're a comedian. So like naturally someone like, a lot of people aren't going to like you for whatever reason. So for him to, like, get hot right out of the gate like he did is crazy. First, uh, can we also talk about how uh, his wife's defense of him sounded like she was his mom? Yes. Like, it sounded like Chris Pratt was her son and he got in trouble in school. So I think the thing is it's yeah. a tipping point, this one, because the, the Chris Pratt sucks discourse has been around for years now. But I guess it's just making its way to him. And part of the reason for that is because now it involves his political beliefs. Because last week, he posted something making fun of all the people who have, all the celebrities who have been telling people to vote, and instead told people to vote for him in the People's Choice Awards, which I thought, I mean, I feel like making fun of celebrities for telling people to vote is fair game, in my opinion. Like, I find it... You know, it's it is innocuous and helpful to tell people to vote, but I also find it really just silly and virtue signaling just to say vote in general when what you really mean is clearly vote for one candidate. So he was making fun of that, I guess, and people got mad about that. And so for some reason, because people brought that up, now is the time that he decided to send his flying monkeys to defend him against the unwashed masses, which is us. So his wife wrote in the comment, is this really what we need? There's so much going on in the world and people struggling in so many ways. Being mean is so yesterday. There's enough room to love all these guys. Love is what we all need, not meanness and bullying. Let's try that. Prayer emoji, heart emoji. I think when people are mad that he, well, first of all, I 100% believe he is conservative because he follows like Turning Point USA and like Ben Shapiro. And I'm sorry, but especially, specifically with Ben Shapiro, he is so, if you disagree with him, he is so obnoxious. I don't know anyone that would like follow him ironically just to like bunk on him. I, I will say that like, I don't know, Chris Pratt being a conservative isn't surprising because there's also, like, a huge conservative block in Hollywood. People either, like, are ignorant of that or don't want to admit it because that might mean that their, like, favorite celebrity might be conservative, but, like, right. there's a lot of them there. I mean, Clint Eastwood pretended to talk to Obama in an empty stool in, like, 2009 or something like that, so, like, there's a lot of them there. I don't, I think you're so right. There's so many conservative celebrities. And I think the thing is, if the fact that he's so sensitive about being conservative shows that he kind of has an insecurity about it. And it's like, why, if, if it's what you believe in and if it's your personal conviction, then why are you upset about it? Just be who you right. are. Like Vince Vaughn is conservative. Like you said, Clint Eastwood is conservative. Paris Hilton said that she supported Donald Trump as president and she's going through a major renaissance right now and no one's asking her about it. Like, right. plenty of people are concerned. Like, half or more, 75% of the Real Housewives are conservative. And I don't think anyone who watches Bravo is, like, aligned that way. Well, some people might be. The point is, it's right. it is 
so possible to be a rich, powerful person and be conservative. That's their whole deal. So like, why are we pretending that conservatives are like persecuted in Hollywood? His father-in-law, Arnold Schwarzenegger, is a Republican. Ronald Reagan, the only other showbiz person besides Donald Trump to run for president to, or to be president are both Republicans. Like, I, it's, yeah. it's possible to be a Republican and be in show business. And I don't know. It's just so weird that he responds in this way by like freaking out. I know. And like, it's, and like, honestly, to me, it makes sense that someone would be a, conservative in Hollywood because they're like oh I have all this money now I don't want to lose it and would only focus on like you know whichever candidate is either going to make them richer or not touch their money at all Mm -hmm. and on one hand I understand why people are upset learning that like oh this guy I really liked is conservative but on the other hand it's like well get used to it I guess I don't know what to tell you yeah I think it's interesting too to see how many people in Hollywood are outspoken Democrats and or liberals because there are some whispers in the entertainment industry that a lot of that is fake because they think it's just the most popular way to do it. But right. I don't know if that doesn't really ring true to me either. I don't know. I mean, I guess the thing is, it's just like, like it, the thing about Catherine Schwarzenegger's response to him or response to this whole kerfuffle is she says there's so much going on in the world and people are struggling in so many ways. And it's like, okay, yeah, totally. But you commenting this is going to prolong this news cycle and him having all of his co-stars comment on it is going to prolong the news cycle more and more and more and more. They're just Streisand affecting it. So you have to wonder if they are, if there's a reason for this, if maybe he has something coming up where he needs to kind of channel his inner victim or something, like maybe he's going to try for an Oscar movie and he needs to have a more emotional part or something. I don't know. It's like, why would they all do this? It, it's just normally the PR strategy would be no one talk about this. It's a stupid, stupid Twitter story that no one normal will know about. But now they've all elevated it to a big a big deal. So it's really weird. Yeah, and like I feel like it's with specifically, like like to your point too about, you know, demo, like outspoken Democrat or, you know, even further left leaning people. Like for example, Mark Luffalo Mark Luffalo, Mark Ruffalo is a darling for, you know, like uh celebrities that lean left. You know, he's been so outspoken about it for years, so for him to come out in defense of uh in defense of Chris Pratt almost makes me feel like you know he owed Chris a favor and then you know now this is him cashing in on it and I do think there is something too to like he must Chris Pratt either must have something coming up or if it's just like the way like PR strategies have been where it's like you know instead of just like flatly denying stuff and then it's like go hide for a little bit and then come back even though we do still see that happen now but like you know now they try to make celebrities seem a little more like sensitive you know now it's just like look this is really hard for them too guys so like let's be kinder to this person that has seen more money 
than you and everyone you love will ever see. Yeah. Be kind to them. You know, like, and it's, I feel like it, it, it does, especially because, like, the last five, you know, you know, ten and under years, like, we've seen more and more celebrities, specifically male celebrities, get in trouble and, you know, at least, like, publicly get in trouble more for, like, things they've done or said. So I feel like now there's sort of, like, PR companies and agents and stuff are trying to take more of a tact of, like, yeah, but whom among us? Isn't it hard for everyone? All of this arm spread, like, spreading open. Isn't all of this so difficult? And it's like, yeah, technically you're not wrong, but, like, it's not as difficult for them because they live in a $3.5 million mansion in the hills, and this guy's in trouble for, like, pulling his, you know, for exposing himself to people. That's different than, like, I'm in trouble because I can't pay my credit card. Right. I feel like that's the game there where it's like we all have struggles, even these famous people. And it's like, yeah, but our struggles are very different. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, don't look at Twitter. This is what I don't understand. Like, don't look at Twitter. I also just feel like you and I have been, I mean, because, like, we're in the age where, like, the internet became the internet while we were growing up. So, like, we've seen people melt down on this over, like, the dumbest stuff. You know, and we know how hard the strangers on the internet can be towards people. So, like, I feel like what I would have to do if I were a famous person to not let, like, just, like, random people on Twitter get to me is, like, I would never, ever vanity search, first of all. Any sort of notification for my name, I would never set them. If anyone's talking about me, let them talk about me. If I don't see it, they're not talking. They're not saying it. It must be so hard like, to do that, though. Don't you think that would be so hard? That's the thing. I don't know if I personally could stop myself from like vanity searching and stuff like that. But like, that's what I would have to do. So I would have to find some way to not be constantly looking up what people are saying about me but the other thing i would do too is just be like oh right i'm extremely wealthy so none of none of what these people think matter right like let me just go eat some caviar and filet mignon and laugh at the fact that people are actually thinking about me yeah that's the thing yeah and i know that like sounds very shallow or whatever but like i don't think i know a single person who if they had the opportunity to have that thought would not have that thought when it came to it, you know, like, yeah, I think the thing is people are so adaptable. It's almost insane how adaptable people are. Like you can be broke for your whole life. And then all of a sudden you get money and you forget what it's like to be broke. And you're just like, this is me now. This is what I deserve. This is what I'm entitled to. Like there was this huge article in New York magazine a few years ago about how the more money people have, the more they develop like sociopathic traits and the less they have, the less empathy they have and everything. And they, you know, they were trying to figure out whether it's causation or correlation, because obviously it could just be that people who are like that have an easier time making money. But a lot of the evidence shows that the more money you have, it literally makes you stop caring about other people and it makes you more and more and more self-absorbed and it makes you kind of think, 
that you deserve all of this amazing treatment because you're superior as a person. So I think, you know, I'll find out if I'm that way when I get rich. (laughs) 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 Who knows? What puts a lot of Chris Pratt's situation out into perspective for me is Anna Faris in an interview, I think it was a little bit before they got divorced, she said that he was a lot more fun when he was chubby. Really? Yeah. Um, I have I, I I don't have like a link to it right now, but I I specifically remember reading that. Because initially when I read it, I took it as like, oh well yeah, now he's like a Marvel guy, so he's training a lot he has like a strict diet so like yeah you guys can't just order pizza and get drunk on the couch and watch tv anymore so i get that and like you know he's the busiest he's ever been in his whole life because he's in marvel movies now he's in Jurassic park now you know whatever else he's being asked to do so like yeah you guys aren't spending as much time together between you know him getting famous him then like like you said him acquiring more and more money i think that does sort of put it into perspective where like i just think like you said he's becoming more and more detached because he's making more and more money and just taking himself more and more seriously which is just like the kiss of death i feel like for anyone's public image because it's really hard to hide that level of entitlement from the public like if you're going to interact with people and you're going to emit that air of I'm extremely important people are going to notice and it's going to turn them off and yeah it's just weird because with his his breakdown of his marriage with Anna Faris and then his second marriage to Katherine Schwarzenegger who is a Schwarzenegger and a Kennedy she is like political dynasty times two it seems very clear that he is maybe trying to align himself with a political future and the two of them together, they, they could really be an A-list couple, you know, they could be like a Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds 2.0, you know, but like now they're lowering themselves with this Twitter beef from a PR standpoint it just makes no sense. It's just like, and like his father-in-law is one of the most high profile and most universally liked Republicans. Like Democrats even like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know? So it's just like, why is he, I feel like if anything right now, he should be wanting to double down on the conservatism and trying to be like an everyman Republican. I don't know why he's not doing that. It goes against what I thought his what I thought he was going to be going for. Absolutely. And like, especially because too, like how many times have you seen Arnold dunk on Trump via Twitter, you know? And like, that's forced Trump to be like, Oh, well, your seasons of the apprentice got the lowest ratings in history. So you're a loser. But like, you know, like Arnold is much more likable than Trump is. So like Chris Pratt could double down, like you said, could double down on being a conservative and especially being like a never Trump conservative. And people just, and for the most part, a good majority of people who like have heat towards him right now would just be like, nah, all right, he's not so bad. I think right now, Maria Shriver, Catherine Schwarzenegger's mom, is having a little intervention with him and Catherine and saying, let's get you guys a social media team. Because... <laughs> She is a smart lady. 
and she yeah. knows what's up. And I think Arnold also knows what's up. Arnold is amazing at social media. Like you said, like he is great at it. Every single platform, he just slays it. He knows how to make it on brand for himself, authentic. One thing I, I noticed, and like this is something we had talked about, um, I think you had mentioned in your email to me, is that like, it's just funny to me too that like he can do something like this and because um, I feel like whenever like a, a male celebrity, you hear stories about like, oh, Sean Penn won't get on a flight unless he's allowed to smoke on it. You know, like, oh, Jack Nicholson, you know, had to have a separate trailer just to have sex in or whatever. Chris Pratt isn't there yet. So, like, there's no one even trying to say that, oh, this is all just part of his, you know, this is all just part of his genius or, like, he's so he's such a complicated artist. Like, no one's even bothering to do that with him. And yeah. I think... And like you had mentioned too, like why is it that only women are called divas and not a guy like Chris Pratt? If he was like Christina Pratt, someone would be like, oh, okay, someone's being a little bit of a diva about this. And it's like, I think someone decided like, oh no, only girls can be divas. And if a guy is being a jerk about something, then he's complicated. He's so tortured by his art that he's act—he's making life miserable for himself and all the people around him. Yeah, and he deserves what he wants because, of course, he deserves it. There's no question about it. That's what he needs to make his art or whatever, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so what, you want, you mean, you'd rather sacrifice a classic performance like Chris Pratt in Guardians of the Galaxy 2? <laughs> or the time he hosted SNL, you'd sacrifice that to not let him melt down on Twitter over a meme? I thought you knew cinema. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's just, like, so crazy because, like, yeah, if, if he were a woman and, like, even if he were a woman and did the most, like, ironic, like, okay, guys, guess I'll go now. Like, you know, some... Like, trying to make it a joke, you know there would be tons of, like, reply guys in her, you know, in her DMs, like, responding to that tweet, just be like, yeah, it's about time you haven't contributed anything good to anything. Screw you, you know? Chris Pratt, one, I don't think anybody is a talented enough artist to be beyond reprieve. Mm Mm-hmm. And then two, it's also, it's not like he's given us like a taxi driver or a one flew over the cuckoo's nest, you know? So like, yeah, screw it, go to town. Let's rip him a little bit. Also, the other thing that he could have done to at least avoid just like all the dunking on and all like the constant negative attention he's getting is he could have just come out and been honest and just been like, yep, this is the church I go to. Maybe I'll think about going somewhere else. Yes, I'm conservative don't agree with whatever blah 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 but here i am this is me and people like people like wouldn't be able to argue about that or like be able to like you know make fun of him about that because they're like oh well he's he's at least he was honest yeah it's like just own it also half the country is conservative so it's fine it's like you know everyone's not gonna agree with you but Yeah. yeah I think the other thing with the reason why men don't get called divas, which also is complicated because what I've noticed in my research is, you know, gay men get called divas. That obviously goes without saying. And men of color get called divas when they are in the sports world, which is like the only time that like straight presenting men get called divas is when it's like a black guy in the NFL who's standing up for himself. 
And I think the reason for that is because, you know, women, queer people, men of color are perceived as not necessarily deserving the finest things in life. Whereas a white straight passing man like Chris Pratt is like, oh, of course he should be a blockbuster movie star. Of course he should be pursuing all of his dreams. Like this makes total sense to us. And if he gets into that position, of course he needs every single thing to be perfect and he can't have any criticism. We all just take that for granted at like such a deeply buried subconscious level. And then if anyone who diverts from that norm makes any sort of demand in the workplace, all hell breaks loose, you know? No, you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, and it's like, especially because like, and in the sports world, it's such a stupid double standard because take a player X who is the best at his position. As long as he's doing well for a team, this uh, any given sports fan likes, as long as he's doing well and just like scoring a lot of points and helping the team win, they don't care. But the minute he's like, I just think I should be paid more. I've been the best you know, player of my position in the league for five years in a row. I just want to be paid more. Then they're just like, yeah okay, pal, why don't you hit the bricks and go somewhere else where they have more patience for this, like San Francisco. And it's like, well, why'd you, why'd you get that specific about it? You know, like, they always, like... Yeah, it's like, you should feel lucky to be here. How dare you demand anything? Yeah, and it's like, no, you're the one who's lucky to have this player here because they're making your life exciting and giving you something to look forward to. All he has to do, yeah, like you said, is explain how he feels and... You know, people will leave him alone. Like, just own it. It's like Marilyn Monroe with her nude photo scandal. She just was like, yeah, I took nude photos. And that was in the 1950s. No one was ready to handle that. And she just was like, yeah, so what? And then everyone got over it. It's like, that's all he has to do. So what do you think he needs to do to redeem himself? If he wants to redeem himself. I mean, if he genuinely does want to redeem himself i think also let me just also make a caveat sure no one outside of the internet probably cares about this so it's yeah so that's my question like does he need to redeem himself and if so what should he do in your opinion yeah see like that's the thing is like i feel like his friends you know his and that's between like his co-stars other people in the industry I feel like they probably don't care that much. And if any of them have said anything, I would imagine it's something along the lines of just like, hey, make a donation to this organization, then it'll leak. Someone will let the press know you made a $10,000 donation to Big Brother's organization or whatever, you know? Like, But I feel like he, judging by how he reacted to multiple year old twitter meme i feel like he probably doesn't feel like he has to redeem himself at all i feel like if anything he's still like okay whenever you guys are ready to apologize i'll listen can't say i'll accept it but i will listen um but if he did if he did want to uh make amends i feel like the first thing he could do is just be like 
Yeah, all right, look, guys, I messed up with Hillsong. Initially, a lot of what they're about didn't directly affect me. You know, I mean, obviously, as long as he's also genuine about this, you know, and it's like, yeah, look, I, you know, I was very short-sighted and close-minded of me. Yeah. Or straight up, you know, if, if that's if that's how he actually felt, but I feel like what's closer to how he felt and if he just wanted this to blow over is just be like, yeah, look, Hillsong Church has been good to me. I don't agree with everything they do. Uh, yeah, I'm conservative. It's just what I believe. What do you want me to do? not believe yeah. in what i believe you know like but ultimately I, I think it doesn't matter i think in a couple months everyone's gonna forget and then he'll be in the next marvel movie jurassic park next movie where he has to play him or like a, he'll he'll be a marine who gets stranded somewhere wow absolutely yeah. the thing is it's not this particular twitter beef that will hurt him in the long run what will hurt him is like you said his association with hillsong and um you know, people being uncomfortable with his political leanings. But yeah, there's such an easy solution to that, which is, I think you're spot on, make a donation to, you know, maybe an LGBT organization, get post more pictures with your father-in-law, who is the only popular Republican in the country. Literally, you can be a famous conservative, no one is stopping you. And it's just, yeah, not being so overly sensitive about it and everything. But yeah, I think you're right that he's gonna, I don't think he's gonna think he needs to do any sort of damage control. I mean, if that happens, it's gonna be because his team is smart. And it's also only going to happen if he wants to start getting these prestige roles because, yeah, it's not going to hurt his bottom line with the big blockbuster stuff. No one cares. Like, nobody who goes to those movies care, like you said. So, yeah, I guess, I mean, obviously he's going to be okay. Him and Catherine are going to be okay. Oh, yeah. And then inevitably when one or both of them eventually want to run for some kind of office... There will, if they don't outright win, there will be a good, they will come close. They don't have to worry about anything. We talked a lot about Chris Pratt getting like buff and now Kumail Nanjiani has also gotten buff. Do you think that he's going to pull a Chris Pratt? Because that was the big fear when he unveiled his superhero bod on Twitter. Because for Uh, listeners who might not know, Kumail Nanjiani was Dinesh in Silicon Valley and he was in the movie The Big Sick. He's like a comic and an actor. I think he is going to because part of his personality on podcasts and like with his stand-up is being just sort of condescending and cute and just kind of, yeah, basically just like, I, I I keep trying to think of another word for condescending, but I think that's sort of just like perfect for him. He, I like know he's a mean nerd. Yeah, he's exactly, he's a mean nerd and like, you know, very outspoken where like he loves movies, but like he can never talk about movies without basically making you feel like, ah, stupid, you didn't know this about this movie, so how much of a fan are you really? So I yeah, I think we're going to get Chris Pratt, too, with Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, I love him so much. But yeah, I never picked up the condescension in his humor until you just mentioned it. And it's so true. And I think that is really hard to pull off when you also have an eight pack. Because then <laughs> yeah, it's just exactly. like, okay, so you're just better than everyone in every way? Oh, okay, this isn't fun, you know? Yeah, like, it's like... It's like- 
Dude, you're already hot. You don't have to be like, you don't have to be talking, like comparing like The Departed against Kurosawa, you know? Like you're, everyone thinks you're interesting already. <laughs> yeah, I hope he stays on the right side of things though. Do you think yeah. it's possible for any comedian to have a massive glow up and remain true to their original? I mean, this is an issue even without the glow up a lot of the times. A lot of the time, it's hard for someone to stay funny as a comic when they aren't suffering and struggling anymore. I don't know. I, it's so hard because, like, you even look at a guy like Anthony Jeselnik, who, like, his explosion... I mean, like, he was obviously, like, funny enough and, like, well-known enough to get on, like, the roast of, like, the situation or Donald Trump or... Who, the roast of Donald Trump, it was, but... uh Oh, my God. I didn't know there was a roast of Donald Trump. Yeah, then look into, like, some of the rewrites, some of, like, the conditions he had for, like, basically it was, like, you weren't allowed to make fun of how rich he was, his businesses, but you were allowed to make fun of his kids. (laughs) And then, uh, the situation, I almost don't, even though, like, the situation, like, matters as much to the human race as, like, trying to figure out, like, how many dogs you can fit on a bicycle does, Mm -hmm. uh, the situation, I almost don't want to recommend watching his set from the Trump roast because it is, even for a guy like him, no matter how you feel about him, even if you absolutely hate him, it is almost impossible to watch because it's so embarrassing. Wow. That's fascinating. He bombed so, so hard and then capped it off with like, and then like, who knew there would be like, you know, this pressure, but like he capped it off with just like, can I say one more thing? And then the crowd's like, no, he goes, (laughs) He goes, Mr. Trump, I think you should run for president. So maybe we have the situation to blame for this, for the predicament, for the situation America and the world is in now. But, uh, wow. but yeah, so like Jezelnik was on that and like he, you know, I feel like Jezelnik, his whole thing was being like edgy and sort of being mean or whatever. But then when that's what like everyone wanted him to do or everyone thought he was, he leaned into it like too much to the point where like he stopped being like as like directly funny and as good of a joke writer and was just like the mean guy. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like it's hard as a comic, especially because like some comics or some some of them at least are the most like antisocial weird people ever. So like yeah. when they get thrust into the public light, they're just like it's like a deer in the headlights. And it's so hard to come up with material if you're not in the exact right headspace. I for the first like five months of the pandemic, I didn't think I did not have a single funny thought. I would sit and try to write jokes and I would just literally nothing would come. I couldn't even force myself. So, you know, I feel like having a sudden windfall of money could have a similar effect. You know, if you suddenly have all this leisure time and you're not really interacting with the world and you're not having normal normal like Ellen her last special was written a lot of it was written by Neil Brennan because she's just too famous and rich to have normal interactions and like so many comics when they get really famous they just all their jokes are about airports because that's all they do is tour so yeah Yeah. I guess Chris Pratt doesn't do stand-up but it's just I guess it's just an interesting thing to think about like it's hard to have an immense lifestyle improvement and still be the underdog which a lot of comedy relies on you kind of being an underdog or being relatable yeah exactly yeah it's it's definitely like doing well is very much not in the favor of trying to do anything comedic you know and that's what the situation learned the hard way on the donald trump roast because a lot of it was him just straight up bragging but like sort of doing like a joke cadence but not quite it's rough 
It's yeah, rough. that sounds so painful. I'm gonna yeah. watch that. Especially because, like, even if situ- if the situation had jokes, nobody would want to laugh because it's like, dude, you were this like dumb loser who got famous because a sh- because of a TV show. So like, I don't want to give you more than you already haven't earned by laughing at your jokes, even if they're funny. Oh, but he's a hometown hero. No, he is actually one of my high school math teachers taught him. When, really? when he was in high school yeah and i met uh sammy when we were both in high school what what was she like was she wearing jean shorts and a black v-neck t-shirt honestly probably it was like our ju- like probably junior year of high school so that must have been like 2007 she she was she went to raritan high school in hazlitt new jersey where one of my good friend's cousins went so my friend's cousins were friends with Sammy. She came to a party in my town. And I just remember her just being like a little awkward because like who wouldn't be surrounded by a whole bunch of other high schoolers that you have never met before and you're in someone's house that you've never been at. Um, okay. Wow. Small world. <laughs> Such a small world. New Jersey is a small and densely populated world. Yeah. I mean, hey, people people sleep on the fact that, uh, was it, is it Julia Stiles that's from Point Pleasant where you're from? No, it's Kirsten Dunst. And she has never uttered the words Point Pleasant in her life. (laughs) I don't know what we did to her. I mean, I don't blame her, but I just really want to know why she has, like, men in black wiped Point Pleasant from her (laughs) memory. It's really crazy. And people always talk about it in Point. They're always like, oh, yeah, Kirsten Dunst is from here. And it's like, Says who? Someone could have literally started a rumor of that because she has never acknowledged it. It's so funny. <laughs> right. Well, that's like, um, yeah, Charlie Puth was a couple years younger than me in, in school, too, believe it or not. What? Yeah. Wait, where'd you go? Middletown? Uh, Rumson Fairhaven. He went to Rumson Fairhaven? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I didn't know he was from New Jersey. Okay, think, this changes everything. Yeah, yeah things are different now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait until someone talks about me on a podcast similar to this, and they're like, oh, I used to like him. They're like, what? He, he's from Rumson? Oh, man, I used to like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen. Oh, that's the best. Okay, well, thank you so much, JC. Oh, this well, has man. been a great chat. I'm glad you thought of me, because, yeah, this was this was a hoot. Some people think Diva's a diva to you. Would you say, are you one? I never said that. Diva behavior. Great, uh, great gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> of course, I don't trust you. Diva Behavior, the podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.